Well, it is TGIF. It is Friday. You made it. it that's got to feel pretty good. Great job, everybody. Thank you for listening to KPRPLP, Portland Radio Project. This is Sounds of PDX. I am your host, Veronica Bezesti, and we are gathered here today to bring you a local artist drop-in session. With me in the studio is the truly talented, and it's not because he's right here in the studio with me that I'm saying this, truly talented band leader, composer, arranger, wizard of the trumpet, Cyrus Navipour. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, it, it is always our pleasure. Cyrus's debut studio album, In Lieu of Tears, is coming out on Wednesday, December 6th. Yes. We're going to hear a couple tunes about that from that album, excuse me, and we're going to chat about your upcoming all-ages release gig at Strum on is it a Tuesday? This is a Tuesday, December 12th. Yeah, coming up. Yes, that is coming up very quickly. I'm excited for you. We should jump into some music first, and let's give people a little taste of, of this new music. We're going to start things off with Known Entity. Give us some background on that tune. Um, yeah, Known Entity. This is the uh, uh, first track. This is the opening track on the album. It's also the last single that I released, the most recent one. Um this is a song that's not really about anything specifically. It's just, you know, kind of a musical aesthetic. Um, it's definitely pretty akin to like, it, it feels like a sort of return to my roots writing wise. Um, you know, people who listen to the whole album will hear that um, it kind of gets into a lot of different styles and sounds. This one of known entity is, is kind of like home base for me. Yeah. Um, a sort of like modern electric sound that I've been writing for for like some years now. Well, I, I'm anxious for our listeners to hear it. I'm also excited to talk about how In Lieu of Tears came together, but let's mm -hmm. hear Known Entity first. You are listening to Portland Radio Project. This is Sounds of PDX with new music from Cyrus Nabipour. <laughs>
new music, Cyrus Nabipour. This is PRP, Sounds of PDX. That's just good. That's just good <laughs> stuff, man. That's just really good. I, I want to talk about what, what the experience was like for you creating this debut studio album. How did the creative process look different, look the same, you know, whatever, however that, that shook out in comparison to other music that you've created and released? Yeah, totally. So, you know, um, technically speaking, debut studio album is correct. Yeah. But it is kind of a funny yeah. thing to call it. If it feels funny to call it that for me, um, because I, you know, as you're kind of getting at, I have put out a lot of music already. Yeah. Um, it just so happens that that's all been either um, like as a collaborator or co-band leader under a different under like a band's name. Okay. Um, and the only other uh, record that I put out under my name, the first one, the debut, was a live record that I recorded in New Orleans, live at the Marini Opera House, um, which came out in 2020. Um, so this being the debut studio album, um, I'm certainly not, you know, new to this world, but the difference is that this record, um, there was a lot more thought and care and intentionality and, you know, sweat sure. put sure. into this record. Right. You know, like I... Uh, there's a lot more production, a lot more thought go that go went into the post-production of it. Um, it wasn't just like the live record is like, I have these songs, we're going to go play it. Uh, you know, we have two takes of each one from two consecutive nights and we're going to, I'm just going to pick the best that's, one. And, that's that, all and, she wrote, and yes. you know, it sounds how yeah. it sounds. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, the, um, the options are infinite and you got to make choices within that. How do you how do you get out of your own way when those options are infinite? <laughs> yeah, um, um, having the right people involved, I would say. You know, I I wrote the music, um, I wrote more of the rhythm section parts, like specificity wise, than often is done on a jazz album, mm -hmm. but also left a lot of stuff up to the, to the discretion and, you know, artistic instincts of the players. Um, yeah. L trusting that like I am working with people who are really great and letting them do what I've hired them to do rather right. than getting in the way and trying to micromanage things, right. you know, um, letting people play how they're going to play and knowing that that's going to work because I, you know, I hired them because I like the way that they play yeah. and letting the person who's mixing the record mix the record because I like how they mix records. And just knowing that um, there's people who are better at steps of this process than I am and that uh, many hands will, will result in a, in a better product than, yeah. you know, me in a vacuum. Well, absolutely. I'm sure, though, that it is difficult when it is your baby right. to, to let the baby walk. Yes, totally. You know, and to, to, to give those reins over to someone else. But but the reward is that if, if you if you can loosen your grip a little bit, um, the what's the term gestalt? the the sum greater than mm -hmm. the than the parts mm -hmm. like you can see that this baby of yours has flourished um in the hands of many you know amazing people into something you know greater and more beautiful than you you know could have imagined 
So what I hear you saying is that some of the musicians that and and producer that you collaborated with provided you a, a, an opportunity to see these visions change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, not quickly saying no to things because it wasn't my idea. Right. Right. right? You yeah. know, let's if someone has a suggestion. I was like, okay, let's try that. Yeah. And then make a decision. Did you ever just take one of those suggestions and just think, like, damn, I wish I had thought of that myself? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think somewhere in there. There is, I mean, on that, on the topic of known entity, which we just listened to, um, one really big thing for that song for me is is the drum part that Micah plays. Yeah. Those like super crazy subdivided, um, like kind of breakbeat things. Um, that was a spur of the moment. Like he recorded uh, something totally different on those parts. And we were sitting there in the studio listening to playback. And he goes, hey, do you mind if I, can I get in there and take one more pass and just play over this? I've got an idea. And he sat down. He took like 30 seconds to get the physical coordination of this insane drum part. Yeah. And then he just laid it down. And we were all just sitting in there like freaking out, wow. you know, and, and being like, yeah, great. Love it. I wasn't planning on that sounding exactly like that, but I would be a fool to say no to that. Other than Micah on drums, who are your your other musical collaborators? Yeah, so um, the the core of the the band on this record, uh, Micah Hummel on drums, uh, Garrett Baxter on upright bass, uh, Jack Radsliff on electric guitar, and Leon Cotter on tenor saxophone. Um, all amazing local players. Yes. Um, you know, you can catch playing all over town with all sorts of people. Um, there's also a couple of, of special guests on this record. Oh. Um, uh, Portland native, currently residing in L.A., Nicole McCabe on uh, alto saxophone um, is a featured soloist on one track. And um, a dear friend of mine, vocalist Emily Mikesell, whose artist name is Smilo, is a, a featured on a track that I think we're going to hear at the end of this program. Yes. Yeah, we're going to hear November in Bergen Yeah, to close things out. You've got an album release yes. show December 12th at Strum. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about that. Uh, but I, I want to tell you that I thought about you the other day. <laughs> you pop into my head every once in a while. So <laughs> you know, it, it happens. I was visiting a PRP sponsor, PD Exchange, Park Bacar, walking over to them, and I passed the 1905. Mm-hmm. Totally unplanned, and it happened to be just a few days-ish after they announced that they were closing. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to know, from your inside perspective, you've got a different perspective than those of us kind of looking in. And it's a big. This is a big question, which I totally get. You know, what do we need to be doing to avoid these kind of closures? How do we, as an arts and culture supporting community? A, uplift these community venues, these small venues that support local music, and, and B, the venues that go that step further with these underrepresented genres. How do we avoid the next 1905 from closing? Um, yeah, you know, the, the health question. of venues yeah. mm -hmm. and, and how it, and how it um, feeds into, you know, the health of a, of a city's music scene. I think Portland... Um, like a lot of of cities right now, um, the the scene here is suffering from the ailment of there are so 
many amazing musicians and so much amazing original music and not enough places to host them, Um, especially places that pay. And the 1905 paid. And that is uh, uh, invaluable. I mean, you cannot uh, overstate the value of that for working musicians. Um, It's an odd problem to have that we have so much incredible talent here. But I think you're really hitting the nail on the head. It's an embarrassment of riches in that sense. Um, Yeah. I do want to be clear. I do not think that it was the um, – it's hard out there. Yeah. Um, and it's tough to find a business model that makes sense. And uh, I, I would not say that it was the – it was it was a, that the 1905 closed due to a lack of patronage and support. Um, but in general, um, when it comes to patronizing and supporting uh, – uh, small mid-sized venues mm-hmm. that that really um prioritize local mm-hmm. artists um just going you know mm-hmm. like getting out there um you know you can see an amazing local artist for 10 15 bucks right. you know people are buying people are buying stadium tour tickets for $300 like go get out there yeah. on a, on weeknights go out and and support and also um Patronize the the establishment as well. Thank buy, you. Buy, buy food a and drink there. Right. Um, I actually just read an article today about a uh, New Orleans venue, Gossa Gossa, that recently closed. That's where I mean, I I grew up playing in that venue in college, and they closed uh, not because of declining uh, ticket sales, mm-hmm. but because of declining uh, bar revenue. Yeah. And, you know, I am not telling anybody to go drink more alcohol, you know. Yeah, but just limit the pre-gaming. Have right. a cocktail there and a little appetizer. Patronize the restaurants around the venue. Yeah. Keep it a vibrant scene. And people are going to want to continue to congregate. Right. Be there for longer amounts of time. And we have the opportunity to have what feels like, you know, and my, my point to saying earlier, these venues that service underrepresented genres, you, you, you feel like you have an establishment that's really understanding what yeah. they're putting out there musically for patrons to enjoy. And, and we lose the opportunity to continue to nurture that if you don't just buy that damn dirty martini. Right. And <laughs> because, I mean, that's what, you know, um, ticket sales often, uh, usually the, large the majority percentage of ticket sales are going to the artist that's how the artist is getting paid um ideally uh the the bar is or the venue is making money on food and drink sales right and you know and and the bartenders are are they need tips i mean you know uh just because (laughs) just because they're not relying on federal minimum wage like in some states louisiana um doesn't mean that they don't still need the tips to, to get a living wage out of it. Absolutely. The, uh, the music community that we have here in Portland, largest independent music community in the nation, mm-hmm. is so interdependent on all of the moving parts that when one moving part gets cogged up, it inevitably affects the others. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I have a great feeling about the gig that you're going to be doing on the 12th at Strum. It's an all ages show. It Why is. Why is all ages so important? Well, I mean, you know, uh, especially now that the 1905 is closed, this there's is true. one less all ages right. venue. Um, all ages is important because, like, you, I mean, you need the youth at, like, you, like, they need to hear you and yeah. you need to interface with them. Right. Like, you have to stay connected to that. Yes. Um, 
you know, the gr great band leaders of history hired young people as they aged in order to stay inspired mm -hmm. and and uh, keep a finger to the pulse. Yeah, you know, and for um, for young musicians' development, going out and seeing live music being able to go out and see live music i mean yeah. that is I, I grew up going to jimmy max to see to see the mel brown septet like yeah. almost every week that was hugely formative to me and you can't you can't learn everything in a classroom you have to get out there so i'm really excited that this album releases all ages i um, love that i, I, love I work that. with some of the pps high school jazz bands you know i'm hoping to see some of some of those students there um it's it's part of the tradition. Yes. And they also get an opportunity to see you doing what you claim you do up right. on that stage, well, you know, and being successful at it because that's a measure of success that you're up on that stage, releasing a brand new studio album. That's an amazing, you know, tenant to put out there for these next generation yeah. Yeah. of musicians that we, we have got to foster and nurture and cultivate and make sure that they are always remembering where the music came from. Mm -hmm. Got to look to the past before you can start talking about the future. Absolutely. Hate to say it, ladies and gentlemen, but that's <laughs> what you got to do. All right. Strum on the 12th. Yes. Tuesday, December 12th. I love that. Not a lot of seats left, though. No. I think there's about 15 or 16 seats left. Um, Snatch as them up of, now. As of this Friday night. Um, so yeah, gra grab them before they're gone. Um, the, they, the, they can be purchased at, uh, strumpdx.com. Where can folks pick up the new music in lieu of tears? Yeah. So I'll have, um, I'll have CDs for sale as well as, uh, posters, um, and sign posters, uh, for everyone who's, who's free sign posters. Of you for, in the, yeah. in the sexy tank yes, top? In the, in, the, okay. in the tank top. Um, <laughs> after I did about 50 pushups. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'll have CDs for sale at the yeah. show um, and any any show you catch me at in the foreseeable future I'll have CDs for sale you can also purchase them um, via my band camp or directly from my website cyrusnabbypoor.com um, I will be doing a uh, vinyl uh, pre-sale campaign awesome. in the in the spring um, for those who, who are interested in that um, and it will be available for streaming um, everywhere um, on the 6th, on which the 6th. is actually when it, when it comes out uh, online. I will do my very best to make sure that on PRP.FM I have links to all of the places that folks can get their copy of In Lieu of Tears. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll, I'll have the strum information there as well, and if you haven't grabbed one of those 15 tickets, maybe there'll still be an opportunity for you. Yeah. I wouldn't miss this show. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. Will you have the same uh, players that took part in creating the studio album music up on the stage with you? Any of the special guests that you had featured on the album, will they be on the stage with you as well? Um, so the core band, we're not going to have any special guests okay. on it, but um, the, the core band is the exact same. Great. We're going to play uh, one longer set, just and we're going to play the entire album live front to back nice. and then hang out. Awesome. And hang out and, you know, talk and mingle. Sign those posters. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got going on? You got something coming up in February. Um, yeah, I can't really uh, 
talk about it in oh, detail. Oh, it's just yet. us. But, Come on. Um, but there is a. Uh, it, it's looking like I'm going to have something really cool going on um, in partnership with the PDX Jazz Festival. Very, very uh, cool. In late February, so. Um, you know, first things first, come to the album release, but then keep your ear out for some pretty cool news yes. about that. Well, just, you know, make sure that you're paying attention to Cyrus's website. Yes. You'll get all the all the skinny there. <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of you. It's Thank amazing. You. It's it's beautiful music. It's been wonderful to hear. Um, I, it, I've been getting a lot of um, personal messages oh. from people, you know, just saying how much they they are enjoying the singles and that is just like so meaningful to me you know not more than anything like going viral or blowing up like getting a message from somebody Mm -hmm. that I kind of know you know and just that hearing that it touched them or made their day better is like amazing wow that's great Give us a little bit of the uh, history behind the tune that we are going to close things out with November in Bergen yeah, so uh, this is a song that I started writing. Um, I started writing it kind of in the early pandemic, actually, um, but kind of pulling on a feeling and experience that I had years ago when I was studying abroad in Bergen, Norway um, during college. And um, it's actually about a something that we are experiencing right now, which is that the days are very short. Daylight yeah. is very scarce. Yeah. and that you know that messes with you Mm -hmm. and it's especially the case very far north in the world like norway or alaska and things like that um and um i was i have when i was in that situation um as a college student i got into just some very uh well let's just say bad sleep hygiene (laughs) as well as generally unhealthy behavior in life um and found myself sort of in this twilight fog, you know, mentally and physically. Um, So this is kind of, this is about that feeling, trying to capture that feeling. Um, This is the first uh, recording I've ever released that um, has, that I've I've arranged strings, a string quartet for. And it's also the first thing I've ever released uh, with lyrics that I wrote. Um, Again, sung by um, my dear friend Emily, whose artist name is Smilo, S-M-I-L-O-H. And I mean, she just does an amazing job on it. I knew she would be perfect and I have been proven right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to hear November in Bergen, new music from Cyrus Nabipur in lieu of tears releases on the 6th. If you are one of the lucky few that already have your tickets for Strum, there's a handful left Get those so you can be a part of that album release gig. All Ages Show, bring your child with you. What a great way to expose them to some amazing music and support a local venue that supports local artists. I'll have that information as best I can on our website, prp.fm. Don't go anywhere. Another State of Mind is coming up next. Have a fabulous weekend, everyone. Cyrus, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And for those of you that might be feeling a little bit generous out there, click the big red heart on prp.fm and help us keep local artists like Cyrus on the radio. Click it. Click it. It's good for you. Leaves falling all around.
is grow short.